We are four days away from the NBA trade deadline, and today we will be covering the Pacific Division. Welcome on in to the Wasatch Basketball Podcast, part of the Wasatch Podcasting Network. I'm your host, CJ Dieters. Um, this division, the Pacific Division, it is very likely that they will have the team with the worst record in the league and possibly the NBA champion this year. Um, it's very top-heavy with the top two teams, and the last three teams are, I mean, I guess you could say they're fighting for a playoff spot, but none of them are going to make it unless they pull off a huge trade or go on a big old run. So we'll go ahead and get started with this. Um, first team we're going to cover is the Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors are right now 11-39. and 39. Um, they, are, they have the best odds right now to get the number one pick this next year. Um, they are the 30th ranked offense and the 24th ranked defense. Now, if I'm the Golden State Warriors, I'm not really looking for improvement this year. I'd be looking more towards the future. And so what I would be doing if I'm them um, is try and find some guys that are going to fit with um, Curry, Thompson, and Draymond Green going forward um, and use some of the guys that aren't going to be part of this Warriors team next year um, to go out and get some some people to help out Curry and Thompson. Um, so for them, if I was Bob Myers, um, well, the two guys I'd be looking to move are Alec Burks and Glenn Robinson III. Um, I'd be looking to replace them with other wings, um, but ones that are younger, that are under team control as far as contract goes for a longer period of time. Um, and so the two guys that I would go after are the net or from the Nets. I would send the Nets, Alec Burks, Glenn Robinson the third, and a future second round pick. Um, in return for Rodion's Kurooks and Zana Musa. Burks and Robinson could immediately go to the Nets, give them a lot of help on the wing. Um, and for the Warriors, Rodion's Kurooks can play the three or the four. He's six foot nine, has a decent shooting stroke, um, and then Zana Musa plays the shooting guard in small forward. He's also six foot nine, um, is very athletic, needs to continue to get better at shooting, um, but could be both these guys could fit onto this Warriors team going forward. The next team we're going to talk about real quick is the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, the Clippers are one of the teams that could possibly be the NBA champions this year. They are extremely deep. They have two of the best wings in the in the NBA and Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Currently they are 34 and 15. They are sixth on offense and sixth on defense. Now this team, they're not going to look incredibly impressive during the regular season just because Kawhi Leonard's going to set out a lot of games and Paul George is going to set out a lot of games. So I wouldn't expect them to come up on the Lakers and take over the number one seed. Um, but by the time they get to the playoffs, those two guys should be healthy and they are so deep that they can really compete with just about any team, have probably the best bench unit in the NBA. Um, if I'm the Clippers, I would be looking for more help um, on the wing uh, as far as defense, maybe a little bit more three-point shooting. Um, Andre Iguodala is a guy that's been brought up with them a lot, um, but if I'm the Clippers, um, same with the Lakers when I talk about them, I would just wait 
not make a trade with them and then see if the Grizzlies are going to actually um, buy him out. Because um, if they can't find a trade partner, that's what they're going to have to do. And then I'll try and bring him in on the buyout market. As far as trades, though, what I'd be looking for with the Clippers is I would call up the Knicks and see if they are willing to move Marcus Morris. Um, so far, it's not sounded like they're super willing to do that. Um, but I think if you give them enough value, uh, you know, the Knicks would be willing to, to let him go. Um, so if I'm the Clippers, I would send the Knicks. Mo Harkless, Jerome Robinson, and their first-round pick this year um, for Mar Marcus Morris. In Marcus Morris, the Clippers would be getting a guy at six foot nine, can play the three or the four, um, is good enough defensively to switch and to go one-on-one -on -one with his guy, also a pretty decent team defender. Good three-point shooter. Um, this year is a little bit of an outlier. He's shooting about 42%. Um, I would expect him to be more of like a 38% shooter. Um, and for the Knicks, they get a guy in Mo Harkless that's on an expiring contract. It would help um, give them some more length at the three. And then Jerome Robinson would be... Jerome Robinson and the pick would be the main parts of this trade for the Knicks. Um, Jerome Robinson hasn't performed great with the Clippers, and it's mostly just because they are so loaded at the shooting guard position that he doesn't get much time. But Jerome Robinson could immediately go and be part of this young group that they're putting together with Mitchell Robinson, R.J. Barrett, Kevin Knox, um, Frank Nalakina, and Dennis Smith Jr. And then that first-round pick, it's going to end up being somewhere in like the mid-20s, like somewhere like 23 to 28. Um, and this isn't a particularly strong draft, but this draft is, and we'll talk more about the draft after the trade deadline. Um, this draft is a, there's an, a lot of guys in this draft that can be rotation players, um, I think right away actually. There aren't really any stars that I see. I mean, there's, Every draft has at least a few guys that are going to pop off that we just didn't see coming. Um, but at that that pick range, the Knicks could find themselves another young player to come in and contribute right away, or they could use it in a, fur, a further trade going further. Or, gosh, in a future trade going further. There we go. All right, so the next team in this division is the Los Angeles Lakers. They are currently the number one seed in the West, and I think they'll probably hold on to that throughout the rest of the playoff or throughout the rest of the season, and have home court advantage throughout the playoffs. Um, if they did make it to the finals and it was against the Bucks, I think the Bucks will end up with a better record. So that's the only time they wouldn't have home court advantage. Um, they are currently thirty-seven and eleven. They are the fourth-ranked offense and the fifth-ranked defense. Now this team. And the Clippers also. They can both afford to just stand pat and just go forward with the team they have. Um, but if I'm the Lakers, I'd be looking for just a little bit more shooting and some ball handling help, especially somebody that can run the offense when LeBron James is off the court because Rajon Rondo is at the point where he's a third point guard at best. Um really can't be the guy to run the team. And then their other point guard options are really shooting guard type players like Quinn Cook, Troy Daniels, Avery Bradley. Um, so I'd be looking for an actual point guard. 
Um, now they have the use of DeMarcus Cousins, Quinn Cook's contract. Um, they could throw in Avery Bradley's if they wanted to. Um, they don't really have any first round picks to send out. They have a few seconds, um, but you're going to have to just rely on a team that's just looking to get rid of that player. Or they see value in the in the per player that you're sending out. Now, they could trade Kyle Kuzma. Um, if they're going to trade Kuzma, I would just wait until the summer to do that. Um, I would see just exactly how he fits in the playoffs. Because um, he does provide a lot of value off the bench as a scorer. Um, and he's, you know, he's six foot nine. So to go along with the other size that they have there, they can still overwhelm teams with their size. Um, but the player I'd be looking for, um, if I'm the Lakers, I'd be looking at Derrick Rose, maybe Ish Smith from the Wizards. Um, you know, guys kind of like the that range where they're good backups, you don't really want them to start, but they could if you needed them to. Um, but for but Derrick Rose would be the one that I would be going after the hardest if I'm the Lakers, and I and they could get him by sending out Demarcus Cousins, Quinn Cook, and a future second. Um, probably throwing a, a second second round pick into that just to get the you know get things moving. Um, for the Pistons. DeMarcus Cousins, they'd probably just cut him at that point. He's tore his ACL right before the season started. Probably not going to play at all this season. And in Quinn Cook, they get a guy that can give them some decent minutes at the point guard or at the shooting guard position. Um, but really, you're just doing this trade to get a couple seconds. Um, but if I'm the Pistons, though, I think they could probably get a better offer than this. And so I I don't really see him ending up with the with the Lakers, um, but that's kind of the the direction I'd be looking for if I'm the Lakers. Find another person that can run um, the offense while LeBron James is out of the game. So the next team to cover in this division is the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns early on in the season looked really good. Um, Ricky Rubio is doing a great job of running the team. Aaron Baines is having a career season. Um, and their offense was great. They were in the top 10 to start the season. Now they're the 17th offense. They're 18 on defense. They're you know, just an average team. I think in the East, they could stand a chance of making the playoffs. But in the West, I, I just don't see it happening. I think the Grizzlies, the Spurs, the Trailblazers, and the Pelicans are just too good at this point for them to to find their way to the eighth eight seed. Um, so they're, they're 20 and 28 right now. Um, and they, they have some good young players and some good veterans right now um, with Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Kelly Oubre Jr. And as a veteran, McKe or, uh, Ricky Rubio. Now, what I would be looking to do if I'm the Suns is to get off of some of these expiring contracts on guys that you just really don't plan on bringing back next year. Um, the two guys I'm really looking at are Aaron Baines and Dario Saric. Um, if, you, if there's a player at a higher contract value, Tyler Johnson 
could also be sent out. Um, now, a lot of people have brought up the idea of them going out and picking up Kevin Love. For this team, I just I don't really see a great fit there. Um, I'd be looking to go a little younger if them if I'm them, and build more around this group of Booker, Aiton, and and Ubre. Um, instead of really looking for win-now moves. Um, now, if I'm them, I'm not letting this trade deadline pass without making a trade. And I think Aaron Baines, his uh, trade value will never be higher. And like I said, he expires this year. Um, they could bring him back, but another team could see the value in him and pay way more than what the Suns are willing to do. Um, so if I'm them, I'm looking at, um, you know, I'm, if I'm the sons, I'm looking at guys that, and the guy I'm going to bring up, um, it's kind of an off the wall name, but I think could have some really good value with this son's team, um, for playmaking on the defensive end. And that's a guy on Kyle Anderson from the Grizzlies. Now the Grizzlies are going to be looking to move Andre Iguodala. Um, and if I'm the Suns, why not, you know, bring in both guys, you give up a first round pick that the Grizzlies want for Iguodala, I'd probably just either buy Iguodala out or maybe send him out in a separate trade, um, for, you know, maybe to a team like the, the Lakers or the Clippers that doesn't want to send out a first round pick to get him. Um, and so I would send the if I'm the Suns, I would send to the Grizzlies, Tyler Johnson, Frank Kaminsky, a uh, future first round pick, not not their first round pick this year, or if it is this year's lottery, protect it going forward, um, and in return get back Kyle Anderson and Andre Iguodala. Um, the money is base, basically identical at that point. And if, again, like I said, if the Suns, I mean, the Suns could just keep Iguodala and make him part of their team as they try and make a push towards the playoffs. Um, or they could, again, trade him in a separate trade um, and get back some value for him. But the, the Grizzlies would getting, be getting a guy in Tyler Johnson that could immediately go and help at the point guard shooting guard position for the Grizzlies give them a little bit more depth there a little more athleticism Frank Kaminsky would give them just another seven foot guy that can hit three pointers I mean they've got Valanchunas and Jaron Jackson Jr. that can already do that so he'd be an end of the bench guy really the value in that is them getting the first round pick and Tyler Johnson wouldn't have any future money and so they you know they get off of his contract this year wouldn't be sacrificing salary cap room for this summer. And the Suns and a guy like Kyle Anderson, uh, Kyle Anderson is six foot nine, can play the small forward, the power forward, and at, at times can play center. Is a very good playmaker. Um, when he was in college, he'd play the point guard a lot of times for UCLA. Um, and when he was drafted, he was drafted by the, the Spurs and they played him at power forward to try and turn him into a Boris Diaw type player. Earned a big contract with the Grizzlies, but he was brought in by the former 
front office of the Grizzlies, not this one that's currently in charge. So I don't know if they see him as a future part of their program. And I think he would provide um, some good minutes for the Suns. could probably start at the four instead of Dario Saric for them. Um, and then on top of that move, I'd still be looking to move guys like Aaron Baines and Dario Saric. Um, for guys that they see as future pieces um, that can help them, not just this year, but in the next couple years, um, and send those two to uh, teams that are looking to contend right away. So the final team to talk about in this division is the Sacramento Kings. The Sacramento Kings are right now 18 and 31. They are the 21th ranked offense and the 19th ranked defense. Now, I gotta tell you, I think that the Kings are kind of a disappointment this year. Um, they almost made the playoffs last year. They were by far the fastest paced team in the league last year. And, you know, if I'm them, I would, instead of making trades, I'd really look to just get rid of Luke Walton as their coach. Um, I know they just barely signed him this year, but he is just, he's not a fit. Um, I don't know why they decided to get rid of Dave Yeager. <clears throat> I thought, um, I thought Yeager had the team running really well last year. They utilized their youth and athleticism and their and their speed um, to really just tire out teams, run the ball up and down the court, and were able to get a lot of wins. Not because they're the more talented team, but just because just scheme wise. Um, but apart from that, um, as far as trades that they could possibly make to move forward with this team. I would be looking to clear some salary cap space so that when Bogdanovich needs to be re-signed this summer, they have room to bring him in and pick up another piece for the future. And the most, the guys that make the most sense with doing this would be to trade Dwayne Dedman and Corey Joseph, two guys they signed this last year but just have not been great fits with the team. Um, you know, Dwayne Dedman is starting to get get going with this team, um, but Corey Joseph is basically the third point guard on this roster right now, um, and they they both have money for next season, and so they could send him send both these guys to a team like the Atlanta Hawks that are looking for center help. They're looking for veteran help. And back from the Hawks, I'd be looking to get... So I would send the Hawks, Dwayne Dedman, Corey Joseph. In return, I'd want Evan Turner and Alex Len. Um, neither Turner or Alex Len would be on the team next year for the Kings. At least I'm not expecting that they would bring them back unless they signed them to you know, much smaller deals. But the biggest thing is getting off the money that you're going to have to pay Dwayne Dedman and Corey Joseph next year. Maybe you have the, the Hawks throwing a second-round pick or two just to kind of feel like you're getting something out of this trade. But mostly for the Kings, I'd be looking to get off of that $26 million in salary for next season, be able to bring Bogdanovich back into the fold, and pick up somebody that fits better with this group going forward. Um, so with that, we'll go ahead and end this episode. Um, again, 
We're only four days away from the trade deadline, so we got two more episodes of this trade primer to put out. Um, so we'll be getting to that. Um, and if any trades do go down, I'll be sure to let you know about them. <clears throat> um, again, you can always follow this podcast on Instagram at Wasatch Basketball Pod, and you can email me at Wasatch Basketball Pod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Bye.